This is Story and Rain Talks, the Story and Rain podcast. I'm Tamara, founder and editor in chief. After over 20 years in the fashion and magazine industries, I launched StoryandRain.com, a digital fashion, beauty, and lifestyle publication where we're bridging the gap between reading a magazine and shopping its pages. On this podcast, you'll discover the emerging trends and tastemakers that matter right now. As a catalyst for creativity and through candid conversations with our community of cultural arbiters, we're your resource for discovering today's most interesting people, projects, and products. And we'll explore the origins for game-changing ideas and careers. With our high-low approach to style and the belief that there's magic in the mix, we're going to inspire you to live your most stylish life. Our fashion panel is back with experts, television personality Robert Verdi, CBS Watch style director Sasha Charnin Morrison, and marketing and digital strategist and podcast host Elisa Licht. On this podcast, we're talking fashion and quarantine times. We're mulling over masks, discussing all aspects of style and lifestyle in quarantine, the A, Bs, and Zs of how to Zoom meeting, and virtual photo shoots. I was dying to ask the team if they're feeling more productive, peaceful, and creative in lockdown, and whether they're feeling more connected to and inspired by content on social media and elsewhere. We also go into details about what they consider their current essentials and what they're interested in buying right now. We're going to link all of that in the show notes. You don't want to miss this perspective on pop culture and the pandemic, for my team of top fashion, lifestyle, and branding buddies. This is a great ending to our day today um, to be with you four, you three, again. How's everyone doing? I, I had a lot Sasha. of technical difficulties today. You're, you had, Aliza had a lot of technical difficulties yeah, today? A lot of technical difficulties. Why? Uh, Has any? Because the Wi-Fi out here is really bad. I was totally jealous of Eliza because I've always been jealous of Eliza, but specifically t- today, I was like, she's like, I can't do two, I can't do 11. I'm like, I have nothing to do. I'm be <laughs> I have nothing. Literally, it's like, I'm, like to I'm, say. I'm free, send. No, I'm good then, send. And Eliza's like, wait, I can't, I can't, Sasha had things to do. I'm like, I am still, I'm sitting at the kitchen table waiting for you guys all day. I've been here for a <laughs> I, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I had some things to do, and then I also it's 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 been. I will say this: it's I've, I I have been pretty busy. Content yeah. content really doesn't slow down, does it? Right, guys? No, I mean, it doesn't. So, no. um, every, everyone. Robert had a mask on. I have several. I'm Sasha not. had a mask on. You want me? To put, I'll put it back on. And we'd like to show us your masks. All right. I'm gonna get it's, you. I'm so used to this now that you know you are. I'm yeah. Gonna get this, I mean, I'm gonna get this mask to make Sasha jealous. I'm putting it oh, on. Oh God. He's, he's oh, you, did you see the mask oh. I posted yesterday? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. Well, it matches my robe. I know. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Um, where is everyone getting their masks from? Elise, let's start with Eliza. Do you have any masks well, as of yet? I will say that um, I have no fashion masks. I did order masks from Reformation, which are 
non-usable as far as I'm concerned because you have to tie them on the sides, which I think is unacceptable as a user experience. I think there should be elastic oh, wow. involved. Um, so wow. I'm using, I have KN95 masks from some random website that's probably making $4 million off of this. You know, yeah, I personally have two N95 masks from like something from a very long time ago. And I've used the one like probably eight times. I'm like leaving the other one in reserve. Oh, I and have I, one, one of those. I have one. And I ordered a bunch of black like stretchy masks do you know what i mean i forgot what that fabric yeah. is that like stretch like neoprene like the kind that have to neoprene, out neoprene. neoprene. Yeah. i have some of those i have 10 of those on the way basic what? black to wear with pearls basic basic black <laughs> what is your mask game like robert you showed My, us you showed yeah. us a, like an african print you showed us a leopard print yeah so my boyfriend started making masks, so there's literally 1,500 masks behind the screen. <laughs> um, so that's that's been special. So I've had I've had an, uh, uh, the ability to just like procure great, stylish, fashionable masks. They're all 100% cotton. He's making them. He's doing a local community initiative for everyone he sells. He gives one to a community worker, uh, an essential worker. So he's now. Um, giving them away to like our local coffee shop, to our grocery stores, to the postal workers in our post office around the corner, MTA workers in our stop downstairs. So he sells them in sets of five and then he goes and distributes and now he's getting, it's getting, it's going well. So he's starting to give them to his nieces, school teachers he's sending them to. So it's good. Um, And so that part's great. Here are the links so we can have fashionable masks too. Fashionable masks. It's MackenzieLeotard.com. It's M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-L-I-A-U-T-A-U-D.com. It's hard. It's a hard one. Um, I'll post it on my, on my, uh, yeah. I, post, I post it. But I, ha- I don't have, and, I, and I've had, strangely, this won't come as a surprise to you guys, I have a collection of masks. <laughs> um, for years, I've been collecting masks. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. You won't be surprised. Um, they're not functionally right for protection, but I have them. Uh, well, anything's right for protection as long as you don't, you know, breathe on anybody. So it doesn't, you know, doesn't really matter what the material is, really. Sasha, what are what what masks do you have? Well, somebody sent this to me. My friend Sarah Jane Wild sent this to me from L.A. She Describe made it. it. It's so good. It's cotton, so I wash it. Yeah, I wash it every night, and it's got that button on it, right? <laughs> and it's black on black, so she got me down. And you know, <laughs> it's it's really perfect. And then I just kind of let it hang. But we've been out, you know, we walk the dog and go get groceries. So we do those things and we wear it, uh, you know, just why not? Why should I, you know, what, who, you know, so I've been, yeah. So I wear that. We have like a standard one, but uh, I'm not using that anymore. We're just, um, we're just using these. And so far, so good. Knock wood. No complaints. So it's safe to say everyone... Everyone here is into fashion masks. The, the more elaborate, the better. Like, what are we, 
What are we thinking? And then the other question I had, I, which I, think I that we all would want the variety, right? We want the breadth of, of options, like the simple black one. We want the designer. We might even want embellished ones yeah. if we get back to going out in the evening. We want cocktail masks. I do think that we're a crew that really wants to have the breadth of expression, uh, style expression in our choice. Work. We yeah. need to especially, especially as we move forward with this. Like right, right. now, I'm happy to not have, you know, I have no fashion masks here and it's fine. I'm not going anywhere. But if this is like life, I'm going to need everything from mask to couture mask. <laughs> right. Right. I guess that was my thinking in buying the black stretchy neoprene mask. I was like, at least I have my core collection of standard <laughs> washable black. But have you guys yeah. considered, are you guys thinking about like just style in general? Because I'm now thinking about like what kind of, um, lo what looks are gonna return. And I think that we're going to revive um, something like for lack of a better description, like Rick Owens is not a revival, but has this kind of apocalyptic style that I've embraced in the last five or so years. Um, maybe 10 years. And I think that Western is gonna be a theme that comes back. Because we're in the Wild West? Because we're in the Wild West, I do. I think that Western boots are gonna come back. I think that Western hats, I think that, wow. that, that look is gonna come back. It's American oh, it's in many ways. It's in a classic American look. So you think, that, you think that trend is gonna rise to the occasion of mask wearing? So it's gonna yes. like meet mask wearing in the middle, right? Yes, yes, that's what I think. And I don't know why, um, because there's no logic to my train of thought on it. I'm just, I found, <laughs> that I, start, I found that I started looking at, here's what I've learned, and I think this is true for all of us. We've all been at a, at a lot of fashion shows. We all love fashion. We all have designers, et cetera. You know, we read magazines, we read articles. We're voracious. We're voraciously like consuming information. But then there's this other thing that happens, which is the secretary in your brain takes notes and dictation, and then kind of gives you cliff notes about all that information. And that becomes the information system that you then seek things out with. And I found that I started looking just, I saw a cowboy hat and I'm like, oh, cowboy hats. And then, I, then I'm like, Western boots. And I go into Justin, I went to Durango. And I'm like, oh my God, this, this feels <laughs> right. And I think if it feels I right, it. I don't think I'm some genius. I think other people will think it feels right too. And I think no, that's you're going just, to you're, you're, come, come. you're seeing the whole story. <laughs> you're building the story around it. I love that. I but love I, that. I, I want Elisa to wear that headband with Western boots. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I used to love, I had a, an amazing collection of cowboy boots. Amazing. Rid of them all? You got rid of them. Of course. <laughs> I, I have a pair. I don't. I don't really like, it's a, in a very, my pair in a very like 90s color way. It's like a medium brown and black combo. Not Listen, I could get into very, this. Very I could get into a fringe, fringe. Sasha, you're all about fringe. You could wear fringe, fringe all day long. I got some fringe. Yeah. Um, I was doing a, uh, an Instagram live with a music producer and she started pulling out a bunch of masks that a, a, a brand sent her and they were chain fringe chain mask and she had them in like every color green turquoise unbelievable chains where can we get those we need those 
I don't know. I'm, I, I, she mentioned the brand to me, but I will, I will, I will uh, put that in the show notes, I guess. Do you think, how I do think you, so how is, so. I think Story Green took you a curated, like, mask editorial story. Mask. No, I mean, we could do a, a mask shop. Last night. We, that, we could do a whole, I yeah, mean, yeah, thanks, Elisa. Totally. See Aliza always thinking about the business of fashion here. Um, you're right. We could set up a whole mask shop. I mean, actually just have, you know what? This actually just makes me think of this sort of in a bigger way. Like I, I am not talking to people like you about masks. And in this conversation with my fashion friends, like now I'm really thinking about masks in a bigger way and, and all, all of them that are out there and everyone's point of view on them. And yeah. now, now I'm inspired to create a mask shop. See? <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I will shop your mask shop. Yeah. And it's so Robert, idea really have a, a destination yeah. where people can go and find like a variety of styles. I mean, you'll probably have a viewpoint. I think a lot of these, I think there will ultimately be mask shops just, you know, like there's a hat store or like yeah. David Letterman's old joke, like going into just shades or just bulbs and saying like, do you have <laughs> lamps? And they're like, nope, just shades. No, just bulbs, <laughs> right, just masks. Right. Um, your, uh, Robert, your boyfriend, can we sell his masks on the site? Or is there, let's, let's talk about that in a little more detail. How did he go about setting up the whole mask business? When I think of the, you know, I have my, I have a friend who started making masks. We could talk about the designers that started making masks, Christian Siriano and other designers for other reasons with other objectives and all sorts of specific objectives. Is there a way to create and sell these masks, masks and not to, I just, this reminds me of my days at Oprah magazine where yeah. we always did things with charity and with give back. And we were always like, very diligent about like making sure we knew what all those components of that person's business were in terms of what the profit was, what the charity give, you know, all that. So yes. your boyfriend is front, you know, has, you've been witness to the, him creating this mask business. Yes. Tell us more about the business of mask making right now. Well, I think that here's what I, I mean, you know, I'm folded into it a little bit because a lot of the contacts to make these are my contacts. Cause I know, right. a lot of, I know a lot of manufacturers. I know people who have, like nece the necessary processes. So for Mackenzie, it was like, he immediately saw that there was gonna be a long term where we're gonna be having these and that people wanted them um, to start looking better, to not just be blue and disposable. I think that's like an obvious and that we need to leave the real, the real things for our essential workers and frontline workers so that yep. they're really protected because they're really exposed. Um, and then I think that, you know, so that process was kind of easy. It's just like, okay. And then he had to decide aesthetically what he wanted them to look like. And he really loves um, a lot of the African um, Ankara prints, those beautiful, like the one I'm wearing, like, like this one, these beautiful I love prints. That. And they're all cotton. So there's a dealer that we had met when we went to a trade show who deals with all those prints. So we called him, of course, we had to go to his um, warehouse where we went to the warehouse. We were all gloved, social distance, masks on, other masks, not the masks he made. And uh, we procured the fabrics, uh, we contacted a company, we're fr another friend of ours who makes yoga pans of all things, but he has a cut and sew factory. So he has a cut and oh. sew factory. 
So they're able to cut like the stacks, like when you see the stacks of fabric, you guys know this. And so we gave him a couple of patterns and he tried them. He has already, he had already been contacted by other companies. And you know, when, at the, when we started this with about a month ago, I started working on this with him. The guy who we're doing business with, the Cut and Sew Factory, had obviously been contacted by many other people and had orders of upwards of 40,000 hospital gowns, you know, thousands hey. of masks in all different, in all different car uh, calibers from like linens to silk charmeuse to, and he had to hire another 13 to 20 employees. He said business is booming. It's never been as busy. Um, he's sad by virtue of the fact that, you know, it's sad that this is what drove his business, but he feels thankful that something good came of this tragic moment in our culture for him. And that then, then I think that once you start making the masks, what I said to Kenzie is like, so now you're and everybody's in this game. You have to think about competitive edge. So there's brand recognition. There's like, well, will Chanel start to make them? Will Gucci start to make them? But then if you're kind of in a general space of like 100% cotton mask that's not a medical device, then what's your competitive edge? And that's going to be, to me, uh, supply. So do you have them in stock? And pricing. How are they priced in comparison to other products that are the same? And Robert as your boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. And as my... <laughs> so, so those were the things that I guess we looked at. And then... Uh, you know, there were minimums, like they wouldn't cut less than a thousand pieces. So he had to commit to a thousand. He committed to a couple of thousand um, because he wanted to, you know, we have to look at the numbers on like cost per unit, giveaway, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's, it's a complex, everybody is in this game. There's nobody who's not making masks right now. Everybody's making masks. Right. Um, masks and gowns. Masks, yeah, masks yeah. and gowns. Let's talk about quarantine style. Hmm. What are your, uh, Sasha brought this up the other day. What are your top three to five essentials? Can I just show you something? Hold on a second. Oh, my look. Husband just brought me this. Oh, that's nice. My kind of style. That's right? nice. <laughs> he just handed me the glass. We didn't see him. But I saw his arm. Here. I saw his arm protrude <laughs> from some French doors. We saw the arm. Yes. French doors. Beautiful French doors. Yeah. Uh, what are what are top three to five essentials in lockdown? We'll start with you, Sasha. Okay, so I just sent you a little document on you this. You did. It, I've noted it printed out. I, very I realized that. Well, as soon as something opens up and get rid of stuff and donate it, um, you know, I just have so much stuff that it's just not doesn't mean anything anymore. It's just stuff. Okay. So I figured out that okay. I need. Three things. Okay. Besides other things. Okay. Um, this robe. This is Norma <laughs> Kamali. Okay. This robe turned into a dress, turned into a robe, turned into a caftan, turned into a thing. The fabric's great. I'm not sweating, you know? So I sent you a link on that robe. Norma oh, yeah. Kamali. Let's put all this stuff in the show notes. This is great. Okay. So I need my robes um, because that doubles as a dress and that's it. My eyeliner. Yeah, you're. I'm mean, to talk about my Sephora eyeliner. Wait, 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 everyone. I'm. I'm. This Sephora brand. Did we? I did. I not talk about this with you, or did I talk about this with somebody else? I don't know. I, anyway, I've been in search of like a gray crayon eyeliner, 
And I search every brand on the planet, every luxury, every brand. Nobody had a gray crayony eyeliner except for Sephora. And our fashion editor, Alana, swears by all the Sephora brands. All, of the, all yeah. of the Sephora eyeliners, but particularly the one I sent you a link on. So we'll have it in the Yeah, in we'll the have notes. it in the show notes. It's the greatest liner because it just goes on and it stays on. So, is that the and I'm not doing that, that much. Black? What's that? You wearing gray or black? Black. It's really Truth. good. It's Thank not a you. liquid liner, it's a crayon liner? No, it's a crayon. And it kind of, and then it gets just, it, it, it's really great on the skin. I don't have to do anything with it. I don't have to put powder on it. I don't have to do anything. So it stays all day. And I like it you know, like a really thick line. And then I just do under the eyes and that's it. And a lot of stuff seeps into my skin. So it disappears. So I really just can't stand that. So, but this, the best. And they have gray, white, blue, green, you know, whatever. So if I could just have that liner for the rest of my life, perfect. You better stock up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You know how it goes with makeup. When it when when the makeup disappears, it disappears. You need to buy. You need to buy. Yes, all yeah. but luckily this is so generic for them that it's just their. You know, it's just a thing that doubles as a liner shadow, so it's kind of perfect. How is it bright? Um, and I love that. And then my other thing that's become extremely important. What? Well, all right, I don't love the tie dye trend for me. All right. <laughs> I'm 55, I'm gonna be 56, but, which means I that I just, I, the, the, the number just means that there's certain things I just should not be doing, okay? That's one of them, in my mind. I'm totally um, on board with, I'm totally on board with this, I get it, I feel wait, the same. Wait, I need to pause, I, I need to, uh, pause, pause, I'm a little bit, I'm, I get that stuff, like for me, it's the it's the hair barrette moment, the big hair barrette moment, and <laughs> oh, the mask, yeah, the big hair barrette. You know, you, no one should be doing that past a certain age. But I'm surprised that Sasha and with Robert co-signing on this, that you're taking away the tie dye trend because I feel like Sasha, I'm seeing Sasha. Wearing that in like a strap of a shoe. Well, okay, I you know didn't. I, mean? I almost see yeah, yeah, like a little I, nod to tie dye in your style. No, no, no. So I, so what I was really saying was that I can't do a hoodie. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. That's... I won't do a. I won't do a hoodie. A tie dye hoodie. I love them, but I won't be doing them for me. I won't be doing a matching sweatpant either, and a dance. I'm not doing those. Sasha, I, guys, I almost, I almost, you know, that's store the West Side. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I got sucked into the merchandising at the West Side uh, like last summer. And I was like, I need this polo rainbow tie dyed sweatpants. Yeah. But can okay. I tell you, like, you? Well, I was like, I was like, imagine somebody who you don't want to be like. And for me, I always think like, I don't want, I think like if I see another, I'm 51 and I'm like, if I see a 50 year old guy wearing silver track pants, <laughs> do I do I think that's tragic? Yes, and then therefore I know it looks tragic. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I, I do think that we're in the middle passage and that when you get to the other side, yes. north of 70, you can Iris Abfeld the fuck out of your life and be oh, like, right. I'm back to right. tie-dye. <laughs> All right, now here, right. back to tie-dye. Go back so, to tie-dye, sorry. I have I, a friend, her name is Allie Grace, and she works at Gucci. And she has decided to design socks. I have a pair of tie-dye socks. I for when I went, when I decided, when I was like, I need to forego these crazy sweatpants that I'm never going to wear. I bought right. the polo tie-dye socks. So I started putting her socks with my crazy ass shoes. Yes. And they work, but they work only as a sock for me doing the trend. So I'm supporting her because she's an American brand, American made, handmade. They're $25 to order. I have to say the quality is really great. They didn't run in the, um, in the machine Absolutely. and they're wonderful. And I'll I send went you a to get picture. my socks to show you my tie dye socks. We're okay. all on the same page. Oh my God, it's a <laughs> all right. tie dye socks. So I love, so I do love this here. This is how I'm handling being one with everyone. And I've gotten massive compliments on the, the socks with the shoes. And the reason why I have to wear the socks is because my feet are tragic right now because I haven't been able to maintain them. Yes, that's another thing. So, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Socks and sandals. I look like a super, but it's okay. I love it. <laughs> so those are my three things. Okay. Um, Aliza, three, three, what are you relying on style-wise? So, go, go to essentials, actually. It's not style, but it's like a go-to essential. What are you relying on in quarantine? So first of all, I want to go on record to say I disagree. Uh, Sasha, I think you can totally rock a tie-dye hoodie. <laughs> Just, no, 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 no. I appreciate that. But the thing is, I won't do it because I think I'll look like an asshole. That's all. Hold on. I, I also have a, sorry, I have a tie-dye hoodie. I love you, Aliza. Sorry. I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to those rules. I feel like it's the personality of the person that determines what they can get away with. And you and Robert can wear whatever the fuck you want. That's, there's there there's there's a lot that's, of truth. And Tamara, you can as well. But I'm just saying. No, no, Robert and Sasha. There's a lot of truth in that statement. But I have a hoodie story too, which is like <laughs> that's the piece that's the piece that you want. And then you know, I was in Venice, California, two years ago for like shoots or whatever I was doing in California at the time. And there was a little store on Abbott Kinney that had like brands, but then they had like somebody who was like tie-dyeing oversized hoodies um, in really good colors, in a really good shape. And you were in, you did. And I was in and I was like, you know, can, she's like, we're restocking them tomorrow. I showed up tomorrow, no restocking. I called, I followed up the entire trip. I was looking for that hoodie. They never restocked what they said they were going to restock. But Sasha, it was like the hoodie that, Got away that you could <laughs> that you could wear that like was the right, right cut that had the tie dye in all the right places and I was obsessed. So I, 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 I guess. not to like digress on hoodies, but like I do believe the proportion of the hoodie is very important, like how voluminous yeah. it is in the yes. body. Um. Anyway, I okay, that's right. Hoodies. Yeah, I will agree with you. Sorry on that because yeah. I saw Pyre Moss. Um, hoodie that was tie-dyed and the shape of it was a line and it was perfection but I won't be doing it but I love you 
I love you too. So um, my signature red lipstick is Sephora collection. Oh, that's Woo! great. Then may maybe we did have this some semblance of this conversation. I don't know. It's, it's we may best. have. It's the absolute best. Yeah. Um, it doesn't come off right. at all, ever. I sleep in it. Um, so essentials for me. So I, you know, I'm probably, you know, not typical in the sense of I do put on makeup every day. I do get dressed every day. That is my normal. So for me, it's like what I've like done. This, you look this cute every day. After two o'clock. All of her pictures, she looks cute every day. Yeah, well, thank you. But I, I would say this, Robert, if I have meetings, then yes, this is what I look like. But I, I I've get it. Down, I've pared down my repertoire. Yeah. yeah, so to speak. Thoroughly so, pulled together. Yeah. So I only wear two, two pairs of jeans. I have a black pair and a blue pair. I, I switch them off every single day. Obviously, I have a washing machine, so I wash them. But, the, but I literally only wear two jeans. And then I will have more fun with my tops and my headbands. So it's definitely tabletop dressing for me, whether it's Zoom or anything else. I feel the need to put on clothes because if I don't put on clothes, if I'm just in leggings, I am never full, ever. That's uh, you're never full, meaning you eat too much. Yeah. Wow. What that that's a thing. That's definitely. A thing. <laughs> no, that's a thing. Yes, it is that's a thing. thing. That's that's very much, Eliza. That's very much to Sasha's point. Where I think what Sasha you were trying to say. That's actually what I'm trying to say. That's exactly what Sasha. <laughs> trying to say, which, um, you know, the bigger the bigger conversation is that you know you you drill down to what's essential yes. and what you're using and what you're not using. I do think that there's gonna be a lot of, a lot of that happening that we are going to, I, I think we all live in some weird way and I don't know this to be true of all of you, uh, but I'm gonna say that we're very lucky people on the planet and that there's a lot of excess in our lives. And I feel like I wanna get rid of a lot of stuff and I, I live in abundance. Um, not like in a gross way. I mean, I, but I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of stuff. I can't get into my closet. I have to try and manage like a rolling rack that comes in and out of the closet. I don't wear half of it. Um, no. I well, can I, can I, I make a little, can I, can we do a little sort of like a footnote? Is that, you know, fashion people are collectors. Yes. yes. Collectors by nature. Like we are not, we're the people that see the value in the thing that we bought in 1989, you know? Yeah. So, you know, Anyway, yeah. so I, I just have to ask the group a question because I think this is really interesting. So Tracy Taylor, you guys know Tracy, right? Of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. so Tracy on her Instagram last week said she believes that at a certain point in the future, we are going to go back to maximalism. And I have to say, I really hope that happens because there is a part of me that feels like We've been like cooped up in this like minimalist cage. And by the way, I hate minimal minimalism more than anything in fashion. Like for me, it's like death. So yeah, I, would, I, would say I, I would love nothing more than to wear my entire wardrobe at one time in the near future. <laughs> I love that. Wait, where, um, am I, where, where my wardrobe what? I would like to wear my entire wardrobe at one time. Yes, right. I, right. Let me ask, can I ask a question here? So have you thought about just like, 
the volume of stuff you have and the reality of how much of the stuff you'll wear. Because it's like, I look at it like, this is kind of a weird thought process, but a lot of times when you speak to small retailers, you'll learn that what they sell a lot of is a very That's small right. number of items right. in the store, right? 10% That's right. of items drive the business, make everything happen. That's 90, right. 90% of the stuff ends up 75% off. Sure. Right. I feel like that's true of our individual wardrobes, that we buy a lot of stuff, but that you only wear a small percentage of it. So That's true. So well, I, I would- I would I'm gonna wear half of what I have. Yeah, but to go back to the, uh, the added layer for people like us, which is Robert, what I think you were saying was like, for most people, there is the core that you're gonna wear all the time. Yes. There, there is, there's the rest that fills out your closet. And then for people like us, there's the other, there's the, uh, the, the third of the third, that is the like, can't get rid of it, need to keep it, it's gonna be good someday again, that. Yes. Well, yeah. then there's the fourth, there's the fourth, which is I can't wait to go back to a time. I mean, getting dressed in the morning is a joy for me. Like, yeah. this is my Olympics. Like, <laughs> if I don't have anywhere to go and no one to see, like, no, that's, that's, to me, that's, that's not, I mean, so for me, getting dressed and thinking about fashion for the day, that's my armor. Well, Can I tell I, you what I think that is, though, that I think part of that is that we are New York people, and that one of the things that I noticed when I started spending more time in L.A. is that in L.A., people wear clothes, I mean, wear cars, not clothes, and in New York, <laughs> in New York, we wear clothes. Clothes. Because the second you walk out of the house, like Elise is saying, like the second you walk out, you see your neighbors. Hi. Oh, you look so cute. You see your doorman. You see the guy at the coffee right. shop. You see, you know, you're on, you're on public transportation. Strangers are checking you out. You're like, you look cute. You arrive. Everybody's like, oh my God, Elise is here. Oh, she looks so good. Like we live that life. Yeah. And the other thing happens, you know, like, and this is actually, I just want to throw this out to you guys that I've thought about this at, a lot, not recently, but this was something that occurred to me, was that when all of the casual wear, the, not even athleisure, like before that, the, the original Juicy Couture- The sweat, sweatsuit, sweatsuit chic. Yes, became so, so stylish. It's because the paparazzi were chasing the celebrities around we're Hollywood. Catching people the all the way. Were leaving their, their homes in those sweatshirts to go to the set to get into character, right? Leave so they, Robert to bring it back to- uh, No, he's very right. right? And yeah. so they were not we're dressed right. as these like fashion heroes that we saw on Sex and the City or even the stylish you know, women on Living Single or Portia de Rossi on Arrested Development. Like they would go to work and like, you know- Uggs. Uggs, right. And Uggs, but paparazzi took pictures of them, and those pictures get disseminated, and then America starts to imitate their celebrities. Well, then, so that's why then, we walk then, into then airports. Have, and then like you have someone minute. like Patricia Field, who then takes the Ugg trend and makes Uggs make them in like tomato red and yes. puts them on Sarah Jessica Parker with like the best outfit ever. <laughs> and then somebody like me goes and buys the red Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> They're right. You know, Something really interesting oh, right? happened with all of this shit that we have. See, how I'm looking at it is not to be a downer, but this was like maybe the only time where we've really been in our lifetime apocalyptic. And I'm trying to think about, you know, if I had to run the hell out of here, 
what are the yeah. three things or whatever it is that I'm taking with me? Because Absolutely. all of this is just stuff. And yesterday I was getting crazy because I was trying to think, you know, where does this, we have to move on, you know, we have to move yeah. it forward, totally. not look back. Mm -hmm. We have to move forward because the masks, the masks are reality now. This is not a trend, so to speak. It's, but they're, you know, how, how we wear them differently or what the patterns are, whatever. How we interpret them. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be normal now. And so, you know, but so I'm trying to think when was a time when this had happened before? And I looked at these amazing Vogues, British Vogues from 1941. And they really addressed, yeah, they had bombs dropping on their heads. The, the offices were completely bombed out, but they kept making, so the amazing um, editor-in-chief, Audrey, um, would write these things and photograph models in front of these, you know, shells of buildings that were just completely blown up the day before in Couture. And it was interesting. And she said, you know, we just have to, we have to rethink everything. Right. And, you know, just everything. Everything yeah. has, every single thing has to be rethought. The world has changed since 1941. Completely. Yeah. What has happened is, this is like, this is like a really like, and this is social psychology that I'm not trained to, you know, to, to really disseminate accurate information on. This is all, all my opinion. But what I think is that, uh, you know, when you look at how fashion, fashion shifts um, decade to decade based on any number of things that are happening politically, musically, um, in, in every way that shaped the culture at that moment. When we come through the 1950s, um, what you see is that the automobile industry is really impactful in changing fashion. One of the things that happened was that the women of the 1940s, who were the Hitchcock heroines, who wore the pencil skirts, um, those girls, da their daughters were wearing the poodle skirts, the, the circle skirt. And that was because the automobile industry uh, created credit. Credit allowed everybody to buy an automobile, families to buy automobiles. Uh, you know, road travel was very cool and chic and happening at that time. But the other thing to note is that why it's a swing in fashion is because when kids got their hands on cars, on the car keys, they could get away from the house. And what did they do when they got away from the house? is had sex in the car with their boyfriends. So you see a spike in adoption, you see a spike in teen pregnancy, you see a spike in, you see a shift in silhouette, the, cir the circle skirt replaces the Hitchcock heroine pencil skirt. So that all happens in the 1950s. One of the other things that happens is that if you went to any town USA and you went into a, a, a church on a Sunday, there would be girls who were and boys who were wearing Sunday clothes. And I grew up with Sunday clothes. You know, I was born in 1968, but there were Sunday clothes. And then there were other girls and boys who had different clothes that they wore every Sunday. And those kids were the kids of merchants and lawyers and doctors, and they had more money, more discretionary money. And what you see was also that now retailers, the local retailers, whether it was Gimbel's or, you know, Katz's department store, these stores started to offer layaway, which is credit, to their customers. And so customers could now buy clothes um, that they couldn't afford 
you know, I'm using, I'm using loose, this loosely, that they couldn't afford to pull the money out of their pockets and buy. And so people in our generation could afford clothes, afford or buy clothes that they couldn't necessarily pay for upfront. And some of, you know, we, we are also those people. I'm not saying that it's not us, but I am saying that what happened is that fashion became, at that time, fashion was, I don't want to use the word honest, but you knew who the person was based on what they were wearing. And now you don't know who the person is because the person tells you who they want to be based on what they're wearing. Because I have friends who live in Park Avenue, $100 million apartments. I have friends who live in Section 8 housing projects. Both of them have Louboutins, both have iPhones, both have, you know, the thing that I'm fearful of is civil unrest. And what, you know, Sasha's saying about things have to change. Like, I am scared about civil unrest. And when it comes to wearing clothes, I'm scared to carry, not right now. I think that what happens is, like I was carrying groceries and talking to all of our, all of us are friends with Miss J. Yes. From her. So yeah. I was talking to Jay coming back from Trader Joe's and I have a bag that I'm dragging on wheels. Um, the Hulkin bag. I don't know if you guys have seen it on Instagram. So I bought that bag and I'm dragging, you know, all my, my and I said to Jay, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking like, if it gets worse, if it gets worse, people are going to be knocking me over the head to steal the groceries. And the, you know, and well, that's happening anyway. Right, that's that's happening what I'm now saying. anyway. It's going to, but if it if it if it gets worse, if our government can't rise, and we as a as a as a nation can't rise, that's what's going to happen. And people are going to be coming through the hallways of your building, banging on the door, trying to steal your shit. That's like what civil unrest will come to. Yeah. But speaking of what you were saying a little bit earlier, Robert, which is like how history shapes fashion, two of my questions for all of you was, will heels disappear? And will there be a real uptick in, in athleisure, as we called it? Like, what do we think about that? Is, are those things going to, are heels going to become less important? And is athleisure going to build out as a category? I think I- tops, tops, by the way, no one's talking about gloves. Someone needs to get on gloves. Yeah. I think we have to re. I think we have to just rethink everything. I think why I brought up the war was because all of their uh, things that they were uh, that were important before are not important now. So what are you doing? So you're actually, you know, they did hairstyles that were meant for women who had helmets on their heads all day. So you know, like everything has to be for a purpose as opposed to me, me, me. There will be the me, me, me's. I think the influencer category is going to, I'm not going to say that's going to die out, but it has to change. Yes. We all have to change. It all has to be for a reason. Well, Sasha, what do you mean by that? Everything has to change. We have to. No, in terms of influencers, how how is that going to change in your opinion? Well, because everybody's just going to say, oh, shut the fuck up about your ass and your pool, fake pool and your you know, whatever. Look what, what's, look what's happening. Look what's happening around you. All of that kind of frivolous stuff. Yeah, but, is... that's, but that's, that's the, we need to kill everyone who's tone deaf essentially. And, and right. they, they have learned the hard way. I think everyone at this point is aware that that doesn't fly at this moment, but brands still need to sell. Well, they need content. Yes. And, and by the way, what are we on our phones? 85% more. So to me, influencer 
is going to increase, but the smart ones are going to pivot in the way that they tell their story. Right. Well, that's it. The fancy trips are over because you can't get anywhere. Right. You know, all of the... Well, maybe virtual becomes more important in every way. Maybe it'll... A hundred percent. But also, and then magazines have to rethink everything. Um, But they're going to be helpful in a digital way because they're going to have a digital counterpart. But they they have to revamp their stories. I mean, seeing Anna which is like a whole other topic, but being jogging, I didn't really give a shit. I didn't give a rat's ass. It's like, okay, fine. You know, you had that great cover with Irving Penn's Rose and then you blew it with a picture of you running in the woods with (laughs) a tracksuit, we we were just talking about, um, with a tracksuit on. And to me, it kind of defeated the purpose of that beautiful cover. Yeah. I just, I feel like it just everything just needs to be, everybody needs to rewind and, and rethink it, right? Eliza, is what you're saying. I mean, I didn't, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to necessarily die out, but it has to change its course. It has to change its direction. Absolutely. It has to be more real. And that's what I think needs to happen, you know? Absolutely. Some people well, haven't gotten the message, though. Most people haven't gotten the message, but it just happened. I mean, this just happened. Three I mean, months. We were only talking about, yeah. like, right. Three I months. don't know. I wrote about, about brand voice in, during a crisis. I think like, the titan Robert, you were saying? Oh, I said, I think the titans will fall. And to Sasha's point, I think people were nimble and quick thinking. And, I mean, there will always be... There will always be, like, we know these things, right? There will always be wealthy people. There will always be, you know, some sort of, um, some sort of spending happening and and, and we just don't know where. Like, you know, we we can kind of, you know, again, we're not like experts, but we're like, okay, it's not gonna happen in travel. Um, Is it, you know, it seems that as, uh, like in a strange way, we are all knocked off of our game and forced to rethink. Yes. Literally everybody I've spoken to has talked about, and it's been in my mind too. It's like simplifying, just simplifying. What's gonna be helpful and useful? I keep using glamorous. Yeah. Those of us who who want it to be glamorous can be glamorous, but how is it helpful? How is it useful? I mean, that- Glamour returns to an occasion too. Like we kind of always dress like people were wearing sequins to the office like maybe we reserve those things to celebrate again and that we reveal that we're like a little you know and i i I mean the thing that is that makes me scared is when you think of the art in life and like the handmaid's tale and gilead and contagion and you see these movies and these uh series on on television that are like uh oh are we channel were we already channeling this like is uh, like is a self-fulfilling gonna, prophecy is yeah. that what yeah is it a self-fulfilling well, prophecy never mind the fact that gilead is the actual drug company that's i know i mean I know. that's crazy but but also it is a time of innovation and it always is yes yes when you think about what can happen with virtual reality right now and virtual reality travel and augmented reality like now is the time for that because we want to mm-hmm. travel maybe we can do it 
another way. Right. That's well, all. That's, that's, it's just thinking of it another way and modernizing it to fit really the needs of what's happening right now. And that's why those war issues are so important because everything that they thought was, you know, frivolous and whatnot really didn't stack up when your house was bombed out. Yeah. So, or when your entire family's wiped out. I mean, this is what's happening. It's so, it's so insane and so crazy, but you're right. It brings forth innovation. The, the films of that period were also just these dreamy, romantic, incredible films, right? Um, right. And they were, they were scripted and in a, they were cinema, the cinematography was beautiful. They were real escapist like vehicles. Um, maybe we'll move away from these reality shows and go yes. back to like these scripted, beautifully Fantasy. told stories. And, yeah, and I think to one of Eliza's points too, is that, I mean, I, I think with every plague and with every whatever terrible thing, everybody still wants to be glamorous, okay? Yeah. All right. And we agree that that's right, there's always true. gonna be that. It's so just heels, heels are never disappearing. Well, like an occasion uh, to be able to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha, so, Sasha, yeah. you have two seniors. Yes. Congratulations, by the way. But what is, I mean, what are they saying as far as their senior year and like September? I mean, that is like a really critical time to be yeah. in this. Well, we're, I think we're more disappointed for them than they are, but they're very disappointed that they didn't have a prom. So we're ordering corsages for the girls and sending them, even though they're not going anywhere. Oh, that's right. Um, they have been amazing with this entire shift. Yeah, going through the motions. And they, they have adapted to this world because this is kind of part of their world. Yeah. Much more, you know, for us, we're like, you know, a little bit more sad. They're handling it. That's great. That's great. Now I, I, now, I have boys and girls are a little different story. I think there are a lot of things that were much more important to them. Um, but for the boys, they've been great. And I think that they're sad that they didn't, that they're not going to have a graduation and that they're, they're not going to be going back to their school um, as you know, they're going to be college students when they go back to their school because right. the school is closed. Right. I mean, the biggest thing about senior year is you're really becoming closer and closer with your friends and more revenue. Right. And, and you're cutting and you're doing things. They didn't realize that they are never going to no. see X or Y or Z friend ever again, you know. From never in that, and never in that environment. In that way, yeah. Yeah. They'll, yeah. Have moved on. They'll have moved on. It's really sad. To, uh, it is, to but they're cool. Point about the war stuff and like looking at that period in history. I mean, Aliza, you have young kids that will tell this like story, like people, like our parents and grandparents told war stories, like to wear masks. We weren't allowed on public transportation. Do you realize that that's the story your kids are going to tell? So like that's I, what they're going to tell. Robert, I can promise you, my children are not going to tell that story, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> One. One, they're not that little. They're 15 and 12. Jonathan, who's 15, could stay in quarantine forever. He is the best homeschool kid of all time. Amazing. <laughs> he thinks this is the best thing that's ever happened to his, like, day-to-day -day life as far really? as his schedule. Loves it. Loves it. 
Sabrina is, you know, more like, I mean, she does Zooms all day long with her friends after school and a house party at night or whatever, but they are... I love house party. Yeah, they are... Um, it's they're old enough to feel this is a, de a detached reality whereas like really? little kids are like growing up in this they feel like this is a temporary situation right mm. right mm. well robert just to get back to where we sort of left off with you because i feel like people will want to know this do you have a top three go-to in in quarantine like Can I wear? Essential. No, just any essential. Like for me, for me, it's, um, I have this Colbert MD face oil, facial oil, but it has CBD in it. And yeah. um, I'm putting that on my hands. I mean, it's a really decadent thing to do, but it's honestly the only thing that has fixed like chapped hands. I have my Peloton bike, which I can't even believe I had like the, 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 the telepathy to order in January. It's like, I would kill myself if the Peloton. So lucky. I, I can't even believe it. It's like the, yeah. the best, the best purchase of my entire life. And then I have these, I mean, this is, you know, I have these leggings that are so good that were by American apparel that I've had for years that I'm trying to preserve by the skin <laughs> of their teeth. They're so good because they're like, they're, they were, they were, no, they were called American apparel winter leggings. Oh. So they almost, they, they have a lot of compression. Yeah. And they're like a good thick cotton and they don't have any sheen whatsoever and they feel good and they look good. So those are my three things in quarantine that I'm just sort of like rotated. But what, what about you? So I have believe this is kind of a weird a weird thing. I have just started this week writing writing letters to friends of mine. I oh, love that's that. That's wonderful. Um, and it is a very new experience for me. And part of it is because I started to have some personal anxieties about like phone ringing and checking emails and texting and like these constant engagements it's that were too much. Were, it's too much. Too much. So I, I turned notifications off. So now of course I have a bunch of friends who are like ignoring me, asshole. And I'm like ignoring everybody. Notifications are off. Um, so writing like letters has become something that is vital to me right now. Like I just feel like I'm thinking about people in a unique way, like my friends and like what I value about them. And I'm telling them, I'm like writing love letters to my friends. Um, See, these so are the positives of coronavirus. Things yeah. like that. That is a positive. Yeah. Wait, but who that are is you? A positive. Is, there, is there anyone in particular that you're, or any group of friends in particular that you're like making a point of writing letters to is... Or you know, I, I have friends who I admire and like love and I tell them and I tell them in that sloppy gay, like, oh, I love you so much, you're so fabulous. Like that, but, and sometimes I tell them in an earnest, like really kind of heart to heart way. But I think like a heartfelt record of it is what doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like, there's no, the that's true. You know, words are just like, they're on the air and they disappear. And the, the tangible referential thing that you can keep in a book or on your bedside, or you might throw out, maybe it's not important to somebody, but that it's referential that you, you know, you might come across it and on a bad day, on a day where you feel like bummed out and it might feel really good to read that. 
Um, I also think for the recipient, the effort it takes to actually write something out, get a stamp, get an envelope, mail it. Yes. There's something yes. so special about that. I have to say that it's also harder because like, you know, I, we're not used, we are not used to at all. And we're part of this generation that, I mean, we grew up writing more than we do now. You forget how you have to like write it so it's legible. Like yeah. you can't use, you can't use right. your shopping list shorthand scribble. Where you're like, it says Cheetos. What's it? And it's just like squiggly lines. And you're like, can't you see it says Cheetos? Um, so that like shorthand, uh, I, I, I have to like be conscious of that. Other things that I love, this is like, this is so crazy. This is on my desk now all the time. Jessica say, what is that? It's a oh, leather oh, man. Oh. It's a oh. leather man. It's an essential for me. It, it used to be in the drawer, but now it's out. And it's because I'm using it all the time. I'm, I'm like fixing little things and cutting things and opening boxes and breaking down boxes. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just. You're an assistant. You're an assistant. You're back. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> You're back in the closet. Back, in back in the terms closet. of clothing, back in the closet. In terms of clothing, I am wearing a lot of Uniqlo. I have a lot of Uniqlo, like long sleeve. I don't so wear good. short sleeves. Sasha, you like Uniqlo uh, too? What do you have? Uniqlo. I love Uniqlo. Sorry, I disappeared. My phone died. Yeah. I love it. I wear a hundred percent cotton long sleeve t-shirts most of the time, black. Um, but. I'm wearing this striped one today, but that's kind of like my, my thing. And I that's wear Uniqlo. That's my look. And then if I go out, I'll put on the Rick Owens drop crotch shorts. <laughs> that's my fan. Perfect. Okay, speaking of what to wear, we were talking about Zoom. This is another thing that Sasha brought up a couple days ago when we were uh, talking about doing another podcast about quarantine times. Yeah. Uh, what are What is everyone's tips uh, for clothing, accessories, and makeup on Zoom? I... You know, I, I, it's all about a neckline, right? It just reminds me of yeah, sort of, all- it, it sort of reminds me of planning for a cover shoot or like a, not, not even a cover shoot, but more like a beauty story. Yeah. In, in a print. No, but it is a cover shoot. It is a cover yeah, shoot. A cover shoot, a cover shoot, but depending on what magazine and what cover, right? Like, you but know, usually when I end- worked at Cosmo, it had to be from like the thigh up and it had to be like a whittled waistline and whatever it was, but like, um, when I, re- I, I don't know, when I last had to pull clothing for like a beauty shoot, it was like neckline, neckline. It was all about the neckline, you know? Yeah. And, and that's well, Zoom, right? I think more important than the clothes is the height of your computer. How yeah. many yeah. are you stacking it up with? My, I, I, mine is stacked on snacks, no joke, stacked on snacks. <laughs> and also that the light is in front of you because a lot of people don't realize where the light yes. is. Yes. Yes. Yes, but what There's about, so, I mean, I think we all agree That's about right. like your, what's framing your face, your neckline. Um, yeah. I think for some people too, it might be about color. Well, to, to Elise's point, um, people often get lighting wrong, right? Everyone take heed. I mean, the light should not be behind you. It should be in front of you. But if you have that light behind you, yeah. that white blouse that you're wearing, is gonna just blow everything out, right? So I don't know. The other thing that people don't think about is the backdrop, right? Like if you're oh, yeah. wearing a crazy pattern and then behind you is craziness, it's yeah. really distracting. But also like there are memes of this 
where people are like raiding people's Zoom backgrounds as like their offices because well, everyone's judging what's well, Okay, let's get it. Let's really, let, let's dig deep, guys. <laughs> and I feel like Aliza is like, you know, going to be the authority of like combing sort of like that conversation online. Perfect. Aliza looks like the CEO of Chanel. That's what she looks like. <laughs> yeah, but she's but in that, perfect. That black and white it's and like, the red lipstick. Aliza oh, knows. Aliza knows what all the memes are. Like all those memes. That's like such a thing. So I think. Okay. So I will tell you. This is the God's honest truth. When selfie culture started, everyone's thinking, "Oh, I'm taking a selfie," and everyone's looking at my face or my body. No, honey, I'm looking at the crumpled laundry in the background of your room right now and like what your bedroom looks like. So I am that girl. I am fucking judging the background and I am not alone because it says a lot about you. Can I say like the one thing that came to mind when I thought about us talking about this, right? And I'm thinking about like, you know, Robert's taste (laughs) and what Elise's apartment (laughs) must look like in Sasha and sort of like how I think about things and like you know the things that i bought for my like dorm room right and i'm this is what came to mind for me i'm like you know it's number one i think it's i think i need to say that it's extremely interesting and i eat this up that we get to see how people live right like that's part of the reason why i personally watch reality tv because i i think the four people here have a true interest in pop culture, yeah, you know, sure. uh, you know? Yeah. and so I'm, I'm truly from a very honest place, like interested in how people live. I find that interesting. You of know, course. So that's why you else might say some sort of reality TV but, is garbage, but I, I find that interesting. That's I think of the four of us, Aliza and Tamara thought about what their background looks like more than Sasha and I. So I I will tell you about my doors. But wait, let me just say this though. What I found so interesting, what I was thinking about was like, um, I anyway, my point was that I find it very interesting that we get, like I'm, it's, I like that we get to see how people are living. I love, you know, just feeling more connected to that person just innately. Yeah. I love the human element of seeing somebody in their natural environment. And then there's the other side of me that's going like, you know, damn, like you could have bought a more rich looking lamp at Target. Like I I bought a more rich looking lamp at Target when I was 20 for my dorm house or whatever. Like, and I'm looking at these news, these, you know, big news, you know, casters and, and journalists and I'm going, oh man, like that looks so Raymore and Flanagan, and it doesn't have to be. Oh God, this is right, right, right. I'm being real. You know what I mean? Like, is anyone else? So well, I'm, I'm floored by the background. It's it's like looking at people's windows. It doesn't have it's to be Raymore. I always look. It's rear window. Baby. It's rear window. And oh I'm a lawyer. A watch I, right. am, I am studying everything behind the magic curtain. Um, to your point, I also think that. There are people who are consciously and purposely positioning their cameras so you can get the entire experience oh, of, their, yeah, totally. of their home. That's a conversation. And I don't, I don't want is that right? And <laughs> I, I, you know, it's very, it's telling, right? 
It's very Wait, tough. they're positioning it so that we see the... Yeah, they want, like you can see, oh. Like, oh, right, there's a pool back there or whatever. Oh. And I think, okay. I think for, for me, I mean, my, my goal is always to be as least distracting as possible, right? So if I can make a set wall of just like a studio environment, that's, yeah. that's what I choose. That's smart. Okay. Wait, my can goal? I say something too before, my, before you get sorry. into it, Sasha? The yeah. other thing that I noticed, like where I think, Aliza, you were just saying like people are, are, are being a little bit contrived. Um, I'm also seeing, and I want to ask my three panelists, I'm seeing sort of a contrived thing where like people are coming on camera like purposely makeupless and purposely undone to show how undone and how makeupless they are. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Okay. I have. Okay, Sasha, what were you going to no, say? No, I just want to lengthen at all times. So that's why I'm <laughs> up here. Okay? I want to lengthen at all times. And, you know, the New York Times called Tom Ford and asked him, you know, what are your tips on how to Zoom? And I thought... Oh, he oh, did? I did not. Yeah, how genius is that? And it basically what Elisa said. I mean, it's just, you know, make Sasha, sure that you're... Sasha, I'll have you know, my tips on how to Zoom are in the Wall Street Journal. Well, there you go. Really? Okay. Yes, really. I adore you. Okay, we'll Tom, link, we're going to link to that in the show notes having, as well. Having that and Tom Ford together, okay? So, <laughs> uh, you know, so basically what you said is what it is. And, you know, and I, and I was worried about the lighting at all times. Your lighting but is good. Your lighting is very good. It's and good we, now, right? We've discussed your good skin on other podcasts, so we've okay. discussed that already. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, it's working out. Yeah. Do you all Love have any, 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 um, well, you know, there was the journalist, the European journalist that was caught with a naked woman running across his uh, Zoom background. Did you guys see, did anyone see that? No, I just saw the guy, the journalist who was in shorts. No, in underwear and a blazer underwear. and a shirt on GMA. Well, yeah, it is important to wear something underneath just in case. But there's yeah. a commercial that, that, you know, that addresses that, which I think is really funny. Pretty I charming, think. though, when you think about it. It's, you know, it's I love it's it. funny. I, I was doing a Zoom, uh, I was doing uh, portfolio reviews with SCAD and behind me, so this side of the apartment is the master suite side. So there's this side, this is the bedroom door. That part is the bedroom. This side is the master bath. And so Kenzie, <laughs> Kenzie was coming in and out in a towel and coming across this line here. I love that. Doing my portfolio reviews. Thank God. With the towel on and I'm like, great. <laughs> well, you know what though? I think I another that. positive of coronavirus is People don't have to hide their families anymore. Right. Right. There you go. Oh, that's right. People don't have to hide the fact that they have other responsibilities. Yeah, and not yeah. I don't work. have to hide anything. Right. Because quite <laughs> frankly, I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> right. All right. Let's talk about virtual photo shoots. I would love to know what all three of you are hearing personally uh, about, about virtual photo shoots taking place in fashion and in media right now. So I think that anyone, there's been a massive poll across the industry for anyone who has an at-home studio. That is a big, hot ticket right now. Well, I have one. It's right well, here. You should yes, raise you your do. Hand. Well, I don't, I actually, I don't know that you guys were here. The last time you were here, this wall opposite. Uh, yeah. No, what, I guess, 
had it been built yet or no? Or maybe it had. It yeah, didn't. you had your seamless, your seamless, your yeah. whole, yes. So, so brands, because I think now that, you know, the government is talking about this opening up plan, brands are thinking like, holy shit, we didn't shoot fall. All of this sort of content, this content need is a real issue. Um, so I think anyone who has a studio, any photographer that has an at-home studio that doesn't need to leave where people can send the clothes and maybe they have a, you know, girlfriend that's there. Who can help. I, I know that there are some brands right now. I'm thinking, um, I forget which European brand, maybe Valentino. It's, it's literally, their campaign is literally wherever the photographer is and whoever the roommate of the photographer is, like, that's the team. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a big excuse for, you know, doing what you're doing and working with what works and working at CBS for the past four years. I, I haven't even really been in an office, like technically in an office for four to five years and everything pretty much has been remote. Everything that we call in has already been pre-photographed by somebody else, like Netta Porter or mm -hmm. whoever it is. Right. And we get a high-res image. We slap it on the page. It's just as good as if we photographed it ourselves. We, sent, we had saved ourselves anywhere from $25,000 for a page to $50,000 not doing that. And then I think a lot of pickup photo is going to be used because, quite frankly, you know, our readers in the magazine world they don't, they like who they like, and they don't need to know that you have an exclusive photo. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't add anything to the experience if you love Christine Baranski. If right. it's, if it's a, a pickup photo or if it's something that you've done. And so, you know, to cut but costs. But now those pickup photos are the ones that need to be shot. Right, but there's a lot of stuff that's already been photographed, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the way that it used to matter. It doesn't, but for it does not matter in the way that it used to matter. For sure. So, so you know, if you I like her, then you're going to read it, and then you put, and then your job as an editor is to put a new spin on it, so that it make like it, it, read it, and to package it, and the package it, and make it right. And that's the job of an artistic team to right. redo it, repurpose it. Yeah, even to choose which of the still life shots that they sent that like really tell the story and, and make it about the shoe or make it about the whatever. Well, and then here's another point is that the editorial direction, because I'm having a big meeting at CBS on Thursday, everything has to change. You yeah. know, the things that we took for granted, it's like, what is this? Per what? purpose does it serve anybody to show yeah. someone high heel shoes in like three different ways to get them right right yeah. doesn't unless it's for like we were talking about unless it's for a zoom meeting or it's you know for graduation pictures that are online or whatever you know you have to now take the content and shift it to where we are right now yes right. all doable and I think the brands that are going to tell their brand story, like, authentically in this environment, in this situation, and just make it super real are the ones who are going to win. Yeah. Great. Do you, do, how, how does everyone feel here, Robert, uh, all of you? Do you feel that these virtual photo shoots involve more or less creativity, in your opinion? 
I mean, um, I, I feel like they're just raw and that they force people to think creatively. I don't think, you know, it's sort of, I mean, it's like, I guess it's when you look at the artistry of, and this might be like really abstracting ideas, but the artistry of like drag performers in New York City when they arrive and they're just, you know, they're living with three roommates and they have to make like something to perform on stage because they don't have That's right. access yet. So they're like, tablecloths from the 99 cents store that are like, you know, they're thinking. Right. Um, right. And I think that's what people- It makes people be. more creative. Yeah, right. the, the, art, the art of improvising, right? Yes. I think, I think that's what it is. I think, you know, and then like discussing sales, like I think a whole other thing has got to, there is so much merchandise that has come in between the time that we shut down till now. And then there's going to be another wave of stuff that's coming and like so you know we're gonna have to address you know sales and the fact sorry my dog is barking and we're gonna have to you know address it in a different way to make sense to us now you know these prices that i i examined something today some shoes had come in and they were like two thousand dollars a summer shoe and i thought honestly come on like who? That all needs to be rethought. Yeah, that's Everything needs to be that's rethought. That's interesting. Like, like who that, right that now? Value is going to be thought about a lot. Like what? Yeah. Have you guys, like honestly, have you been shopping? I, yes. So, well, okay. This is actually a very, <laughs> thank you, Robert. This is actually a very good question. I should have, I, this should have been a question that we started with. Let's go one by one. I'm doing this very off the cuff right now because we did not plan for this question, but this is a very interesting question because I actually just had a conversation with my bank with Chase earlier today where I, there was a charge on my card that I didn't recognize. And it said something about a credit card purchase and just sort of the wording in the account statement seemed off to me. So I decided to like call them because I yeah. said to myself, I've not used my credit okay. card I haven't well, used. I'm sorry, that was me. No, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't used my credit card in that way in three months, and then you know now you're forcing me okay. to. Think about, well, no, that's not entirely true. Like, what have I used my credit card for? Well, um, it's a lot of Amazon Prime food delivery. Yes, it's a lot. It's a little bit of Fresh Direct, and I abandoned Ship when they weren't really doing the job. Um, it's Max Delivery down in my neighborhood because we have that and it's genius, genius. I love it. I love Max. Max Delivery is just like, cannot see enough. And then I had this crazy moment the other day where I ordered, we were working on a, store, a home decor, an entertaining story. And as I'm like pulling product for this story, I decide to order like two carafes and then I ordered like another two carafes because I had broken that carafe. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, let me get the hammered glass, drinking glasses to go with the carafe. And I just ordered it up from Pottery Barn with my to the trade discount that I have, which is great. Um, and then I was like, it all sank in and I go, who's having a dinner party anytime soon? Yeah. Who, yeah. who, need, who needs 12 of those? That I think that's part of where we are, where the shift hasn't happened. We're prepping for the change. We know that it's changed. We don't know what the new world is. We know what the old world was. We don't know what the new world is going to be. We're on the bridge to the change. And the fact is that the reason I asked is because I find myself like, 
how I run my computer is not how computer people like me to run it, especially the tech people in my office are always like, your computer's gonna crash because you have 9,000 windows open. I'm like, 9,000 <laughs> great windows, look at this. Um, so, so I have my you know, 10 fashion sites opened and they're, they're, they're all there. And I find myself crawling through, putting things in carts, abandoned cart. Not to, but I guess that what I'm thinking is that I'm like in self-examination, I'm not running to the register because I don't know where I'm gonna be going. Right. That I'm aware of this stuff. Like, do I really need it? Because then I'm, I'm cleaning. So I see that I have a lot more things that I forgot about. So I think that we're in the midst of the change and we don't know what the real change is yet. It hasn't galvanized. It's not here yet. We know what the, some of the ingredients are, but it's not fully cooked. Yeah. And I will say like the one thing, the few other things that have crossed my mind over the last few weeks has been like, let me order my core t-shirts that I love from Ace from ASOS. Yeah. Um, let, uh, is there a new slide shoe that I want to wear? Like I have these Birkenstocks and I'm not a Birkenstock girl at all, but they're like yeah. a good chic, like wool heather thing. Let me order that. Um, I did two podcasts recently and two guests, Joanna Vargas, the celebrity facialist, mm-hmm. and Kimberly McDonald, the jewelry designer, both called out this Ilya SPF face serum that they're like, this is my savior. And I'm like, I have to go and buy that. <laughs> but that, but that's right. really, that's really it. Am I like on my like statement earring kick? No. Am no. I on my like caftan for the summer kick? No. Not even with the Uniqlo. Really? <laughs> Tasha, did you get those Marimekko from Uniqlo? I assume oh. you- <laughs> no, wait. wait I, well, it's I need great. To it's just that I, I don't love the fabric, and I don't love the fact that it's not. I, I don't love the cut of it, but I love Marimekko and I love Uniqlo. So yeah, me too. I have. I think a, they're I, great. I, I mean, totally that's that's what I used to do when, when I was working at O. I bought a bunch of stuff from. I don't know why, but I bought. I was on this Marimekko kick, and I bought a bunch of dresses from Marimekko on Madison. And I, they were like things that I kind of retailored and recut into like a good knee length, like a Marnie Marimekko. You know right. What I mean? um, Sasha, what are you buying? Are you? I, I wanna. I, are you buying? I'm gonna throw something out before Sasha. You answer that. I realize that the things I'm looking at, um, Tamara, are I don't want to do what you just described is what I'm trying to avoid doing. What is like, the- like getting the stuff from the pottery barn and getting the you know, the it, fast fashion stuff. I don't want it because when I yeah, look at things that I really want to see my door, the pottery barn, the pottery barn is in boxes outside of my front door. It's been there for a week. Yeah. But I, 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 want, in the middle of the I night, I was like, why didn't I cancel? Yeah. I want I, Ted Mewling objets. I want things from Le right. Objet. I want oh. box Like, and I have okay. a lot of beautiful things, but do you know what I mean? Like I'm, yes. done, I'm done with the quick solve purchases. I mean, I look at them and I'm like, they look great. I love them in other people's homes. I don't want it in my house. I love them on other people's bodies. I don't want to wear it anymore. Even though I am wearing a lot of Uniqlo right now, which sounds counter to what we just talked about. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself. I'm wearing it because I have it and I feel like I want to burn through it. But I want to come back as like, I only want to eat on the good China. Quality, not quantity. Quality, not quantity. Not quantity, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Eliza, what about you? Shopping. Sasha was next. Oh, Sasha. Well, you know, I bought 
Norma Kamali robes because I, you know, it was part of my thing, the eyeliners. And my thing is shoes. You know, I love what my shoes. What shoes have you bought? Me too. Well, and your thing I... rings. What about your rings? No, because of the gloves. They rip the gloves oh. and I can't put them on. I've tried as a joke, but I'm not wearing my rings and my nails are disgusting. So I'm not focusing on that, but I'm focusing on the socks and the shoes. So I needed to buy one needed. I needed something new from Miu Miu. So I'm kind of, you know, looking at, I'll send you a picture. Um, but it's really <laughs> just a slipper, you know, it's a slipper. Yeah, uh, the, the best slippers that I've ever had are Miu Miu. And they, bro this is heartbreaking. They broke in a way. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, people like us, we're the kings and queens of like, like extending the life of a shoe. This Miu Miu shoe had the best hardware on it and it broke in a place that like, I have to take it to be like solders by, by like a, a uh -huh. Oh yeah. Well, this one I'm wearing for you guys. Oh, ah, gorgeous. See, they don't make good boy shoes like that. <laughs> oh, I know. They used to, I know. It sucks, it's really stupid. Aliza? Well, so uh -huh. similar, I mean, I, I have never spent more on groceries in my entire life, ever. Me uh, too. I, I, am, I am shocked and appalled with how much we eat. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, with a family, with children, it must be crazy, guys. A million dollars a week. And you eat and you eat it in one day, essentially. Um, I bought um, lots of detergent. I feel like laundry. We are a family of four, my, and my mom's here too. And I swear to God, if you told me there was a family of twenty-five living in the basement who are just sending their laundry upstairs, I would believe you. Um, hair color. I stocked up on my hair color. Your oh, hair looks ravishing, by the way. You actually need to do it, but thank you. You're doing it yourself? I've been doing it myself for like five years. Oh, it looks great. Okay, good. Oh, well, that's lucky. Um, but I will tell you, when this all started, and I started to see the writing on the wall as far as fashion and stores, I took every single one of my gift cards, and I spent them all. So oh, that's good. Box of tons of stuff that I can't wear anywhere. I tried to be practical about my choices but then you kind of want what you want also yeah so i've got you know a couple of pairs of new shoes that i'm like okay i'll wear those in like you know 2022 maybe you know on vacation somewhere. yeah i have a bunch of gift cards that have been sitting on my desk for, for i i i recommend that everyone spends their gift cards use right. them because some of the stores that went out are not except like when barney's well, went out i didn't think, realize yeah, they I, stopped I, I did the same thing. That's Guys, so weird. that's such a great tip for the panel. I have not spent them all, but I started using them. And believe it or not, I ordered Christmas gifts, which arrived today. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. I, I ordered, um, and I was I was honestly wrapping things today. It's so crazy. Wow, but I did it no, because I are, these are great. Cards. These are great tips from everybody here on the panel. All right. Well, I well, as we wrap this up, I feel like, you know, I really want to make sure that I get all these, um, I want to ask each of you these questions because I think that people will feel very inspired by your responses. We'll, we'll just start with Sasha. Um, are you feeling more productive in quarantine, more peaceful, more creative? Yes, yes, and yes. You want to say a little bit about why? Well, 
I'm peaceful because all the stuff that was so important to me doesn't really matter right now. You know, it puts everything in perspective when I see what people are going through and it's really like, come on, seriously, girl, get your shit together. Um, and I'm just, you know, we're just trying to spend as much time, our family together now. Um, we're given this great, actually, it's kind of a great opportunity um, for us all to be together. So things are just, you know, mean a lot more and and then a lot of things mean a lot less that's right. so i'm learning you know i'm just and every day trying to create new ways to think about things but to make sure that whatever it is that we're doing is that um and in my magazine life and whatever i post online is that it actually is helpful with a point wow that's that's a great um great you know observation to have made uh second question are you feeling more connected to and inspired by content on social media and elsewhere right now yes and no i mean why you know i'm getting all my information i mean i'm getting my information fast and furious and people are making me laugh which is great and they're actually really loving posts from people like you know um people sending me all of this annie stuff with kids singing because they weren't able to perform in their school. Cause I've got, you know, two different sides of my life. So I've got this theatrical side where the kids are all sending their videos of them singing, which is really sweet. And they weren't able to, you know, do the performance of whatever orphan they were playing. So it's really sweet that that's happening. And, um, Oh my God, I totally lost track of what I was saying. But uh, Are you feeling more connected to and inspired by content on social media and elsewhere? Um, but I will say that Zoom um, video of uh, the, the song from video? Tomorrow, yeah. that was um, great. is amazing. But just for people who may not necessarily know, why don't you just sort of recap right now that doesn't, we're talking about your connection- Okay, it doesn't matter. matter. It's just a connection to a great song that's helpful and hopeful for people who just, you know, I'm related to someone who wrote a great song that we never thought would... The song will come out tomorrow. Thank you. 43 years later would mean something as, as deeply as it does. I mean, we always knew that it was important, but now more than ever, you know? So yes, um, for, for that part of it, that's not commercial it's the meaningful stuff has been amazing. Yeah. So I love that people just send us this stuff and, uh, and it never gets, and it never gets old and I never bet. gets tired. I bet. Aliza, uh, same questions for you. Are you feeling more productive in quarantine, more peaceful, more creative? Um, well, I, I posted this on Instagram. When I knock on my kids' doors, I say housekeeping. Um, and when I deliver them lunch during online school, I say room service. So yeah, I mean, I don't think I ever did housekeeping or cooking while I was working on anything. So definitely doing more of that. I would say that, um, you know, I interviewed Carla Welsh, um, for my, I saw that. That was great. Thank you. And you know, I think, you know, the ending of the podcast was really just hold on to hope. And I think that that is, and similar, Sasha, I'll, I'll say it for you. Sasha's father is a legend. And, 
And, you know, the sun will come out tomorrow is really the only mantra that the world needs right now. Well said. And are you feeling um, creative in quarantine, Aliza? So I... Is it hard to juggle and manage? No, I think I feel super creative. I want... I've been writing more. I've been podcasting. I've been very... um, I think, you know, at a time like this, what you can control yourself is really the magic, right? So content as a vehicle that you can create yourself, whether it's writing, whether it's mailing letters to friends, whether it's making or even making masks and putting them up online. Anything that you can create yourself, that magic that you can control, I think is, is really um, exhilarating. And I think that it also helps people around you also be creative. Yes. I have super creative. um, And I think that, um, you know, now is the time to be creative and to innovate. A hundred percent. I think it's, um, I think there'll be a lot of great things that come out of this. And of course, you know, spending time with my family, having my mom here. I mean, those are gifts that we could never get. Never. Yeah. No, it'll never, we'll never, you can never replicate that. That'll never happen. But I, but I will tell you at night, I, I, and I'm sure you guys feel this way too, like, since there's such an onslaught of digital, like even more so than usual, I've been reading books. Me too. And, yes. And it's been great. I have had a, I have a big sort of, um, you know, those things that you sort of put under, I don't know. Actually, our friend Dan McCann picked this up for me. I love Dan. Our friend Dan. Um, it's a rolling sort of bin that goes under the bed and I, it's got magazines and it's got books in it and it's been underneath my bed for a year and it's rolled out and it's right center right at the at my couch, um, along, you know, my rolling rack is front and center too of all the, like the stuff that we wear on rotation, which is a rolling rack that's normally reserved for photo shoots. But anyway, um, yeah, reading. So you're feeling more connected to and inspired to content on social media. Yeah. Robert, what about you? Um, uh, as far as- Are you, are you feeling productive in quarantine? Are you feeling more peaceful? Are you feeling more creative? More peaceful, yes, because we don't have the histrionics. You know, so much of my life was built in like this this idea of like, I have put myself in a position where, you know, I always say like, if I'm not invited to the party, it's because they think I'm dead, right? So there's like, when the charity season rolls in, I used to host all those charity events. Then I was like a guest. And yeah. then I fell off some of the list and now I'm not invited to anything. And I'm like, oh, they think I'm dead. So I guess <laughs> that the reason I'm using, I'm using that is because I think that what I've had to consider is um, like the importance of just trying to stay on the hamster wheel. And, I'm, I, and it's not important. Like, I know you guys, I have like this incredible you know, Rolodex, for lack of a more tech-savvy word. No, I, Rolodex is the word that always... Yeah, goes. Rolodex. You know what? I'm going to go pull my Rolodexes out. <laughs> I just found my Rolodex the other day. <laughs> so, so I do feel peaceful about that. Um, in terms of, like, content, I'm actually really starved for a political leader. Like, I want us to have, like, a Nelson Mandela. I want a Barack Obama. I we want, have Cuomo! We have Cuomo. I agree. And I'm really excited and happy to have Cuomo. I agree. Um, yes. 
And I feel, really, I feel really good about, about him, but I'm starved for a bigger version of that. Like we're all thinking right. like he should be president. Um, yeah. we, like I want, I, I find that I read a lot more political and financial articles, okay. um, business articles than I do fashion stuff. Okay. And um, I also am, this is like a little bit of an Oprah moment. It's like, so I have all these projects, as you guys know, that I'm always like running like 75 things. I'm like, I have, you know, I had my event space. I have this, I have that. I have the design business. I have this. Like, I'm looking at them as like, do I believe in this? Like, what part of my, me do I believe in? Like, where, where did I do this? Did I do this to just try and make money? Um, and you, it, are you are you doing a, a retrospective, like an internal retrospective of your life? No, it's like that. I have so many projects that were moving forward slowly, and that required so much of my time and investment. And so now it's like, how much of me is really believes in that project and believes in my role in that project? Or That's right. Like really saying, like, is that something I want to do? The weeding out, the weeding out. Well, because I think we're all, the entire world has slowed down. We've all slowed down. Yep. Something really joyous about slowing down. Yes. I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, dare I say, like, I don't want to say I've never been happier because that's, a really <laughs> huge, no, it's like, that's a huge statement, but I'm, I, 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 I feel like who it will, Aliza, I think it was you that said that your son is like. Oh, he's super happy in quarantine. I think yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I, some, me and your son have something in common. So, so can, I, can I tell you guys, I read a book um, a couple of years ago that I saw at my sister's house. She and her husband are, you know, both like intellectuals. It's like walking into a Woody Allen movie, but not like that. There's no Sunyi in this. But I mean, like, like. The, the Diane Keaton, Woody Allen kind of- The banter, the banter. banter. The Upper West Side, like brownstone life, like, um, but it's called In Praise of Slowness. And it's a great book and I t- totally recommend it. And it's about it's like- That's another one we'll put in the show notes. Yeah. I love all of you guys. Love you too. I love all you guys. This was such a- wonderful and valuable chat to be having right now and um we're gonna talk soon all right thank you bye stay safe bye